Hey everyone, and welcome to the New Visionary Podcast, a podcast for artists who are ready to reach greater heights in their art careers. I'm your host, Victoria J. Fry, founder of Visionary Art Collective and New Visionary Magazine. Join me for inspiring conversations with some of the most inspirational visionaries in today's art world. Let's jump in. Hey, amazing artists, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're diving in with Veronica Petty, Director of Media Partnerships for New Visionary Magazine and founder of Domingo Comms. Veronica, welcome. You have done such amazing work for our magazine. I am thrilled you're here today. So thank you so much for joining us. Victoria, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about our work and just appreciate this opportunity to to share more. I cannot wait for our listeners to learn more about your journey, um, working with artists, working with art fairs, and all the great work that you've done for our magazine. So I'd love to just dial it back as we usually do on the podcast. Can you tell us about your experience working with artists, working with art fairs through communications over the years, and also what led you to launch your company, Domingo Comms? Absolutely. And um, I haven't, it's so funny. I, you know, when you start a business like Domingo back in 2020, I was telling the story like over and over again. And then suddenly, you know, time flashes forward and I haven't told it in a long time. And I was like, where did it all start? So this is a great chance for me to kind of reset at the end of the year too, and and look back and on where we've, how far we've come. You know, my art journey really started when I, I moved to London Um over 10 years ago and did my master's in cultural and creative industries at, at King's College London. And they had a program uh, there through the Tate to take a semester long course called to- Towards Tomorrow's Museum. And it was at the Tate. I hadn't, I mean, I have to be honest, you know, that wasn't my focus art, but I was just obsessed with like being in that space. And it was like, uh, it possessed me and I begged the professors to let me take that course. And they were like, you, weren't you doing, you know, communications? Cause that was, I did media studies. Um, I was really trying to, um, focus on, I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. I was like really obsessed with, um, you know, that kind of side of things that has come into play now, but I just had to be at the museum. And from then it was just, uh, really, you know, I, pursued a career in communications then when I um, in London. And then when I moved back to New York, I got a job with Affordable Art Fair and Pulse Art Fair uh, through Ramsey Fairs and uh, was their marketing manager for a few years and just dived in. So I got you know, to work with amazing artists, young emerging artists. I got the you know, Miami Art Fair experience. I was able to really kind of hone my skills in a variety of different, you know, from PR to social media. I was, you know, it was kind of a jack of all trades. It was a really small team, but I just loved every minute of it because I got to work with galleries and artists and and their PR teams and, you know, a lot of different players, um, you know, that I would normally not get to have experienced. And then during the pandemic, it was like, I just really wanted to continue doing that sort of work and without fit, without ever, everything going on, it was like, I just kind of started from the ground up and really just wanted to focus on artists that I connected with and bring light to them and 
and talk about them. And I really thought it was going to be like a really small plot. It was, <laughs> it really didn't start with um, as much intentions as I, I wish that it had, but now, you know, I've been able to kind of come back to it with a lot more, with, with just a lot more strategy behind it after taking a step back um, when I got pregnant and, and having my daughter. And then I, I was able to really give myself that chance to see what Domingo was and come back and really focus on, you know, the three pillars of, of what I love to do, which is communications, advisory, and and interiors, and and be able to provide those services. So, New Visionary uh, Magazine being one of them, you know, through the communications angle of it, and I've just enjoyed every minute. So, so that was a bit long winded, but that's kind of kind of where I've been so far. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I love learning more about your journey, and you know, when we met, it was felt very serendipitous. And I know we've talked about that because we were at the time about to present our first in-person exhibition in Tribeca. And um, I was so new to, you know, PR and communications and like that whole world. I really didn't know much about it. So when we connected, it was just such an amazing partnership. And, you know, having you on the team for the magazine has been such a blessing. It really has. I know that you're so passionate about working with artists and working with art organizations, and you've done such amazing work uh, with the art fairs as well. What would you say has been like the most impactful part of the work that you do and sort of like the thing that motivates you and, and keeps you going? I really think it's my, you know, the relationships that I built um, and the ability to kind of take those and and see what grows out of them and to just really, you know, you reap what you sow and like exactly what you said, you know, our connection back almost a year ago now. And it's like, we just started with a project and then, you know, we were able to start on the magazine and then, you know, we had some work with fairs and then we're connecting with other, it's just, I love seeing that growth from like, it always comes for me. Like, I think everybody has their different um, ways of, you know, artists through their work or, you know, that, that they express themselves into the world and like what flourishes from them. And for me, it's always been relationships and it's always been, um, you know, a special ability of mine to create impact with businesses and with, with the work that I do is that I really, I, I feel like I really care about, um, people and, um, and their work and in, in the art space, it happens to be, I get very lucky that it gets to be artists and, and people like yourself that are so creative. And I learned so much from working with them too. So it's just so impactful to me. And I can take all that learning from, you know, one client and bring it to the other. And I feel like that openness and to kind of cross pollinate on in different projects and different work, you know, because I feel really confident in my relationships and I have I get to work with people like you who I love because you're so open-minded and you just, anytime there's a new idea or something, you know, um, that I bring to the table that you like, let me run with it and we can see where, where it goes. It's just awesome. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, I, I mean, you are so just so passionate about the work that you're doing. And I love what you're saying about building relationships because that's something I've learned from you and working together is just how important it is to cultivate relationships and, um, and and those relationships can sort of organically lead to really beautiful partnerships and collaborations. Um, before we dive into community and relationships, because I feel like that's such a great topic and uh, there's so much that we can, you know, dive into there. I wanted to ask you, because I know that for like with your company, Domingo Comms, you're really passionate about highlighting 
work by Latinx artists. So could you tell us a little bit about that as well and your personal connection to uh, the work that you're doing there? Totally. So as a Latinx person myself, my my mom is from Bogota, Colombia, and um, I was born here. And so I always had this connection. I would spend my summers in, in Colombia, and I have my whole family there who I'm really close to. And so um, and my mom's an artist. And, uh, and so I always, that kind of was just like ingrained in me. <laughs> it's just, um, a part of who I was, but I didn't necessarily realize until, um, you know, working on Domingo, what an amazing, you know, community within the art industry there was. And so it was very organic connection that was made uh, when I started to discover these artworks and these artists that like spoke to my soul. <laughs> and I was like, what is the, how do they know me? And like this, you know, how uh, my story and my, you know, and I think that like, I wasn't able to really even, I, I've found so much of my own healing um, and my own experience through their work. So I have a lot to be grateful for, for the um, Latinx artists that I, I work, I, I, you know, I feel like I'm, they're always just showing me so much more about myself and my experience than I ever even knew was there um, and uncovered. And, you know, being a Latinx person growing up in, growing up in and around New York and just always kind of like being very proud of that, but like not knowing how to express it or put that to the forefront. And so what Domingo allowed me to do was be able to kind of take those parts of myself. I've been watching this, um, there was this Instagram post that like came by recently that I was like, it really, nothing like stops me anymore, but this one definitely did. And it was like, you know, you should like think of yourself as like a storefront and like put everything up that like everything that you bring to the table. And it was like, I was like, Oh my God, that's so like so much like Domingo because it was like, I didn't even realize that was like on the shelf, you know, like it's just who I was and my, my, I'm very close to my mom and I just obsessed with everything Columbia. And, you know, that was always, you know, a big part of me, um, the music and the art and, and, um, and the culture. And so it was like, when it came time to make Domingo what it was, I just like literally took everything down from the storefront. I was like, this is everything I have to offer. This is everything of who I am. And that like came forward. Like that was just like what shone strongest and what was visible. And like my visual identity was, you know, everything from the logo and the artists that I wanted to work with to, you know, build, build the brand, um, you know, happened to you know, be, I wanted to represent that part of me so strongly. And, it, and now I've seen how much it's given me, you know, and so, and, uh, just being in Miami last week, you know, seeing so many galleries coming in from, from Latin America and, you know, having that connection, but also that Latinx part of myself that's, you know, um, been raised here and realizing that like, there's, there's room for, because I used to feel such a longing for that. And there's, I mean, I can go into a whole like therapy session about it. Um, and now it's like, no, I feel like I really have a community and I have, I have a place that I belong to. And um, I'm so grateful for that. That's so beautiful. And I think that anytime like we recognize our gifts and talents and what we can offer, uh, you know, to our audience, which you've done, and we really bring that to the forefront, it's such a powerful thing. And I've seen you, you know, work closely with artists and help them to increase visibility for their work and also 
um, you know, these amazing Latinx artists that you work with. And uh, I had the privilege a few months ago when we did our event for the magazine back in October um, of collecting a piece, which was very exciting from an incredible artist that uh, you had connected with. But I think, you know, going back to this idea of community building and, just the power of relationships, the power of community. It's a theme that has been discussed in so many podcast episodes this season in particular. It comes up almost every episode because I think that, you know, we are stronger together. And as artists, we are like used to spending so much time on our own, like by ourselves in our studios, creating our work. And so for our listeners out there, hopefully I don't sound like a broken record talking about community again. But community really is the most powerful thing that we have. So Veronica, I'd love to hear your thoughts on building relationships, you know, cultivating community and how artists can sort of, you know, the ways in which artists can do that to kind of like expand their network and just, you know, like cultivate really beautiful organic connections that I always say, like, you never really integrate yourself into community with the intention of, opportunities, you know, you always start with like, you know, pure intentions. Like I, because I think as artists uh, and as creative entrepreneurs, it's just essential that we're part of communities, like in-person communities, on online communities, really just opportunities to connect with fellow creatives. But the beautiful thing that happens and that we've talked a lot about in recent episodes is that when you strengthen those relationships within your community, those opportunities and those those fellow creatives that you're connecting with, they become amazing resources for you. And you start to hear about more opportunities. You start to like um, connect with people even outside of that particular community. Like it all just sort of grows. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, how it, the ways in which artists can further strengthen their sense of community and just the power of building relationships, really. Yeah. So, and and I, I also stop me if we you've already gone down this route on on another podcast, but I thought I can just maybe give some some more practical tips on um, not so much relationship. I think that's you know that's the thing that I think probably listeners are like, um, oh, relationships, right? That's so easy. You know, if it's not easy for you, or if it's it's like, yeah, okay, my friends, I get that. Like, what? How do I do something with that? So, just trying to think about like the technique of like what you need to bring when you're doing it strategically from like a business point of view, because as artists, as entrepreneurs, you know, you're, this is your business and you want to think about, okay, so, well, there's, there's community and then there's your friend, you know, your friends and the people you invite to openings and who you want to see your work. But when you're thinking about it in a strategic sense and you're thinking about it, like, okay, I need not only to like, align with a community and and people who are going to relate to my work from a business point of view, like I can start to do, you know, shows with, or I can partner these galleries are showing work that relate to, to mine. And so that there can be increased visibility there, right. To be, to connect them with them. But what I've found is, and I was thinking back about my experience. So, um, between, you know, getting my, my master's and starting my work at affordable art fair, I worked, um, in like large scale conferences and events like international, you know, going all around the world, putting together like 
you know, 10,000 plus of, um, people events in, in a variety of different industries. And it was, I was the community manager and doing, you know, and doing media partnerships. And it was like, okay, I had to start from, it, it was not about like making friends, it was like making relationships for business, but purely like without that, you know, it wasn't sales. It was like literally relationship building. And so, I would, you know, start with it as boring as it sounds as spreadsheet. And, you know, you have to, you know, do some research and organize yourself and find and connect, you know, do your research, find that community that you're looking for and and look for, you know, like what we do with even the magazine, like what galleries do we want to be seen in? What, you know, what other artists do I want to talk to even, you know, do, what are they doing or they are showing their work in a certain way that I want to learn from or that I think that my work would work well with and just have that down, you know, use that power of like actually writing and um, putting it down, even if it's on paper or whatever it is, I, you know, being able to just have that or really organized and those kind of checklists have been really useful to me because then when you're so building from there, you know, I, I would do these like 200 person events and that would be like, you know, where it would be like in wherever, like around Europe. And I would have to go and like, I would have this like list already of <laughs> the people there that like I knew I wanted to meet and what kind of conversations I wanted to have with them and not to be like totally like creepy and strategic, but it's just like, you don't show up when you're coming to one of these, you know, say you're going to a gallery and you're like, oh, I'm just, I do this all the time. I go and I, you know, want to build and make friends. Like, that's great. But if you have like, you have to have an idea of what you want, what kind of conversations you want to have and and what you want to cultivate from, from those, from those contacts and going in there. And I've just found like just having that and organizing my mind when I go into a situation where I'm, I know what I'm looking for. I know what I want to do. I know what I want to get out of the situation, whether it's, you know, a partnership or an exchange, you know, that's kind of the work that I do. So like, you know, it's really, I, I feel very fortunate. It's really much more about like helping both parties get more visibility and, and alignment, but like that organization, knowing that I've done my research, it gives me so much confidence going into a situation, you know, going into a conversation, knowing who the person is. And like, you'll see like the sparks in people's eyes when they're like, you know, even going to the fairs, for example. And it's like, I do a ton of research on the galleries that I'm going to talk to and the artists that I'm researching when, you know, from the advisory side, when I'm thinking about when I'm working with a, a client to you know, acquire work, you know, that research and it's like, it really helps. So if you struggle with, you know, building relationships in that way, just actually having the intention and just, and working behind the scenes where nobody sees you, it's not on Instagram. It's not like, it doesn't have to be this like really outward expression of like connection. It can also just be like, working within, you know, within the background and thinking of it as just like, business development <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and thinking about it, like just pure, pure research that, that can be ready when, when the opportunity comes. So, and that's where the magic happens. Cause you're already like, you're already prepared yes. when the opportunity arises. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think that that's so important. And that that's also something that you've like really helped me to see. Um, and I know that this is just kind of your approach with the artists you work with as well. It, it's like, 
setting an intention of the kinds, you know, when it comes to the kinds of galleries you want to work with, if you're an artist or um, even for us, like we're, you know, securing partnerships with galleries for the magazine and um, and really doing your research. One thing that I love about your approach is that you really are so intentional. Like, you know, you think of every gallery, every bookstore, every opportunity, you really hone in on each individual one and like you do your research and, you know, we talk about like how a partnership would be of benefit to both of us, like to the gallery or to the bookstore and then also to us. And like, I, you know, I think mutually beneficial relationships are the like the most beautiful thing when both people are, are benefiting and growing. And yeah, I just really appreciate like how intentional you are. And I think that for any artist listening, if there is an art organization um, a gallery, any kind of opportunity that you're seeking, definitely doing your research. I mean, I know it it might sound kind of like, yeah, of course I'm going to do my research, but really like it makes such a difference when you go to an event and you know a little bit about the person you're talking with, you know, and you know a little bit about the work they've done because that's also so great as a conversation starter. You can ask them a question about, um, a sh- you know, I'm thinking like if you are meeting a curator, you can ask them a little bit about their curatorial work, but you can also point to specific exhibits that they've curated or shows that they've worked on if you've already done a little bit of research ahead of time. So I love this idea of just like actively carving out time for research and thinking about what kinds of opportunities you want to align with, which is also a really powerful thing for us to be thinking about right now as we go into the new year. And a good way of also like what you just said, it's mutually a good way of thinking like, how do I align with something? It's like, can I give as much as I get back? You know, what can I do to add value to that person's work to their, like, is it's not, you know, can I, can I offer them an opportunity in a show that I'm doing in the future or connect them with someone else um, that, you know, can I connect them with a relationship that I have that might be useful for them? And it's really like, that's where the alignment comes in. It's like, oh my God, like seeing that you supported somebody in a certain way, like that comes back around. It's like, it really is quite magical, like to see, when you are in alignment and, and both people are, are both whatever, in whatever situation that like everybody is getting something from it, like there's nothing better. Yes, absolutely. It's always thinking about what you can bring to the table and how you can benefit uh, the person or the opportunity or the organization that you are um, interested in working with as well. And, and this also reminds me, this is something that Alicia Puig of PXP Contemporary speaks on. Yeah, she talks about this a lot. She's she comes as a guest uh, to my group program, the Artist Glow Up program, and she uh, works with the artists in the program on pitching and you know how to successfully like pitch your work to curators or to galleries or to any kind of organization or opportunity you're interested in. Uh, And that's something she speaks on a lot too. So when you said that, it reminded me. Um, of her words as well, which is always think about what you can offer and how that is going to be of benefit to the person or organization you want to work with, because it's not just about what you can get, right? It's about what you can give. And then when it does become something that's mutually beneficial, that's when it is the most powerful and, um, you know, the most exciting, I think, for both, both parties involved. So, I think that's such a great approach. And that's definitely the approach we followed with the magazine. Like anytime we are partnering up with 
or approaching, you know, uh, like a bookstore, for example, or or a gallery more recently to discuss a potential collaboration or partnership or an art fair. Um, we had the opportunity of partnering with the Affordable Art Fair in New York City last fall, and we're going to be doing that again next year. Thank you, Veronica. So, so excited about that. But it's like, you know, it's you're thinking like, well, how would this be of benefit for this organization or this art fair to carry our magazine? And what could we do to maybe highlight them as well? Like, the, for example, the fair, you know, doing a little feature in the magazine um, to highlight the wonderful work that they're doing for artists. So I appreciate this idea of like just being super intentional and aligning yourself with what it is you are seeking to attract. Totally. And I mean, I, Alicia is such a good example of that because she has been so, I mean, th- that whole create community has been so supportive to Domingo and have given, you know, and it's taught me so much about like, there's room for every one, you know, and, um, bringing, you know, they really helped like bring me, I, I used to work with them when I was at affordable and, um, you know, and to see their growth has just been phenomenal and I love to see it. Um, and yeah, just, you're so generous with your, the content that you give and the space, you know, we talk about the, the magazine is like that platform and, um, you know, that you're able to, to give that back to the community and, um, through these partners, you know, just that you're focusing so much on partnerships and it's such a main priority for you. Um, and you give so much time and, and you're really thoughtful about what you can like, not only for your audience, the magazine audience, but like the connections that you can make for artists through the magazine to connect with galleries and, and, getting their work seen in the physical space, you know, um, in a different way, like, you know, that's always the dream. So it's like, you know, having the work, you know, the work in obviously, you know, displayed in, in galleries and exhibited there, but like, there's other way, like, I think the magazine is such an incredible vehicle to like have the work shown in a different medium, but like also in the space, you know, in spaces that are in fa- at fairs, <laughs> at the galleries, um, you know, in people's homes, it's like, it's there in a way, you know, it's already kind of like seeping into <laughs> these spaces in a totally different light. And I just, I, you know, have a, a, you know, coming from a comms background PR, like that's what I also love about that world too. It's like, you know, a, just a different way of expressing the same, you know, to having um, the artwork expressed in, in a different, in a different light. Um, and with, with words, you know, as well, and giving that platform to artists to like share. That's another really big proponent of like what I think artists need to do to like create that visibility for themselves is creating these kind of opportunities to like share more about their stories, their backgrounds. I was down in Miami with some clients last week and I real like I learned so much from what they were asking me about the works. You know, they were like, I could see that they loved it. I could see that what they to get them over the line, it was like, I want to know more about the artists. Like I want to see video. Like they they were literally like, I want to see videos of the artists like talking about their work. I want to like get to know them, like feel like I'm connected to them in a certain way. And so the like one of the galleries that you know I was making connections with sent some, you know, PR story. I was like, this is so like to see that, that like, that is such a, it's still such an important tool. And so the magazine is just a really great way, like 
to give artists an opportunity and that you put so much time, like, I love the reaction that people have to the magazine. They're like, this is such like, the production is so incredible. Like, it's beautiful. And so you're literally giving that to them. So long, long story. (laughs) Like, I just, um, there's so many different ways of getting your work seen and creating visibility in ways that you wouldn't normally, like, it's just, it's not obvious. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, I'm I remember when we were, you know, distributing the magazines at Affordable or like any time we've sort of distributed sometimes we'll or like the event we did a few months ago. Um, sometimes we are asked, like, do you feel you know, I get the question, do you feel like print is still alive? And I do. I mean, I know that we ha- we have a lot of digital uh subscribers, like a lot of people who subscribe to our digital magazine as well, and we'll always have both. But I think that for artists, it's so exciting to open a magazine, an art magazine, like an actual print publication and to see your work on the pages. I know that as an artist myself, it's like I was, I've always been so excited when that's happened for me. So it's a beautiful thing to provide that opportunity. And, um, you know, you've just helped us grow so much and increase, like I always say, increasing visibility for our magazine is increasing visibility for the artists within the magazine. So again, it's like going back to this idea of mutually beneficial relationships, everyone wins. Like the more art galleries out in the world, the more the light is being shined on the artist inside of every issue. Um, and Veronica, a question that that I was thinking as you were describing your work with artists and, you know, like the research that they can do to sort of align themselves with the kinds of opportunities that they want to, you know, that they ultimately want to get. What other tips or just pieces of advice would you give to early career artists, emerging artists? A lot of our listeners are emerging artists who are, you know, seeking to get more visibility or just cultivate relationships or just kind of get their work out into the world a little bit more and expand their network, what would you, what advice would you give? At the easiest, most basic level, what I would say to young and emerging artists or just young people in general is just like, there's something about being consistent and doing something over and over and over again. Um, that might not, it might feel like, why am I doing this? You know, and I I see this a lot. I mean, in terms of like, but it's like, um, you know, I think trying something different, but like staying consistent with a few key things around your own marketing and your own branding and your messaging. Um, but you know, and you'll see like in terms of the artwork itself, you know, the motifs and, and the conversation, you know, the, you know, visual representation of, of what you're trying to say to the world and your message is so important as in your work, as it is, you know, actually describing it when you're talking and you're trying to communicate that and, and build an audience and, and build, um, viewership for your work. Um, so being really consistent, even if some days it feels like, uh, why am I doing this? And it doesn't mean, and I wanted to kind of stress that it doesn't have to mean like posting every single day. And like, you know, I think that can be so overwhelming to artists, especially when it's like, I already have to, you know, be, you know, I I have to be consistent in my studio practice. There's so much that, you know, you get so much different advice about being consistent in different ways when you're an artist. Like I really feel um, for artists in that way, because it can, 
I can understand how overwhelming that must be. It's like, so I have to like lock myself in my studio for eight hours a day, plus be a social media manager, plus be a business manager, plus have to like manage my money, like do all this stuff. It's like, okay, it's too much where I think it's about finding um, what works for you. And if that's like, I post once a month, but it's like with so much intention and it's like, going back, it's like, even if it's not about your work, like that's what I needed to do for myself. I kind of learned that from a personal, I got so overwhelmed with, um, you know, Domingo took off and I then like got pregnant and I had, I was like, I can't do that. (laughs) I was just so overwhelmed. And I, you know, I just promised myself, I was like, I'm just going to post once a week if it's like a, and it has to be, and if I don't have like a really good enough, a a good enough post, um, where I feel like it's, it means it's saying something, you know, it's not just posting for posting sake that I won't post, but I will, I really try to force myself once a week to just find some kind of interesting content. And if it's just one time, but it like hits and it resonates and it connects with my community and it continues the conversation that I've been building. Cause I think people, I really look at my Instagram as like, it's like people are here still, you know, like I want to, I want to create value. And so when you're an emerging artist and it's like, I, you have what, 500 followers, a thousand followers, like building from there. But it's like, you do something once a week, every day, or, you know, I would, I would suggest doing more than that. <laughs> like, especially if you, you want to really be sharing your work. Um, but it's like, even if it's just that, like being consistent with it and just sticking to that, sticking to a schedule and planning and you'll see like growth come out of that and just you'll always be able to like start a convert you know a, a conversation from there um, but you have to do it like I've seen like some artists that I work with like when they I understand why you're dropping off from social media it's so overwhelming nobody like right now I feel like I would love to take a break from social too it's like it's just too it gets so so overstimulating and, and oversaturated and you're like I like I don't even want to be on here let alone like posting on here it's a lot of work it's an oversaturated space for like artists. So you have to like be a part of the conversation and find what works for you to be in that, whether it's like, whether that's photos of your studio or, or your work, or even if it's like just using Canva, if you're like not ready for that, you know what I mean? Like it's just continuing that, that discussion in that way. That to me is, is a really important, you have, you have to be seen like, you know, to do this work, you have to like continue to do it. Otherwise it's so easy to drop off. Like it's just, and, and it's, you can always come back, but it's not always as easy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think social media is the most powerful tool that we have, um, for sure. And I always advocate to for, uh, when you know chatting with artists or just like providing them with guidance to set boundaries, like kind of what you're saying as well. It can feel over overwhelming, so setting boundaries around social media in terms of how often you're going to post and even the times of day that you plan to check social media because it is quite overstimulating, oversaturated, and very easy to burn out. So I love the idea though of waiting until you have, I like you never have to wait until you have the perfect thing to post. But I love what you're saying about just being really intentional with what you're posting and how you're posting because that what you post on on Instagram, let's say, or really any social media platform, but if we're specifically thinking about Instagram, it's not just what you're posting and how you're showing up in the digital world. That's kind of like how you're presenting yourself and your work to your audience. And I feel like you are 
very thoughtful when it comes to posting and I think that less is more in terms of like if you're posting once a week, but it's a really, really strong image with like a thoughtful caption. Also, your captions don't always have to be super long. They can be, they can be short, but it's just like being thoughtful. I think that's like the best word to describe how you show up in the world. I was really surprised. Yeah. Like working and like spending a week with collectors. I learned, I felt like I learned so much about what they're looking like. Obviously the artists can't all be there. So you're not, they're not meeting the artists in person and they really wanted to feel like they connect, like they knew them and they connect. They were like, because it's so like social media, the PR machine, everything. Like there are artists that get a lot of, get highlighted and rightfully so, you know, they're doing the work and they're out there. And so that's like what they're, they're building their capital on, right? Like they're selling more because they have a lot more spotlight on them too. And so people want their work (laughs) because they have that, they have their voice out there. So you, you want, you know, that's, and that's not every artist's intention either. I understand that totally, you know, but if you're like looking to sell your work and looking to build you know, your business on, on the back of your work, like you have to be out there and, and, um, creating those opportunities for yourself and whether that's, you know, creating a voice for yourself, I think like just having a great social media presence for your, that you, that's authentic to you, that you feel comfortable with not trying to be any, you know what I mean? Like, so, so cliche. <laughs> like, I can't believe I'm saying it was on a podcast, like be yourself. <laughs> um, but like, it should just feel really organic to you. And like, no matter what, I really genuinely believe this, like a collect, there will be people that connect with your work and that will be looking and be like, they are excited to see you post, whether it's every single day or like once a month, if that's what you have capacity for, but like, they'll be waiting. And so like, don't leave them hanging, you know what I mean? Like be there and build your brand, build your message and continue to share that. Um, and it will come and it might not take, you know, it might take a really long time, but like, I would rather take a really long time and curate my following to people that like totally get what I'm trying to do and get who I am and get what I'm, get what I'm selling and get my, you know, and understand my practice and my work and, and be aligned in it. than like have, you know, 10,000 followers who are just there for the right, you know, like aren't reading what I'm and sharing. And so it really is just as much, just as important to curate your following, like, and, and have those people come around and, and, and you'll see, I, I think you'll see much more of more, much more benefit from that. Absolutely. And I think that like, just speaking to your point of showing up authentically, that is the best thing that we can do. It's like, share your message, share what you're comfortable, you know, what you're comfortable with sharing when it comes to posting on Instagram or on social media, but like showing up as your full self and kind of opening the door like to, I mean, maybe not, maybe not physically or maybe I'm all for uh, artists inviting, you know, the collectors or uh, people who might be interested in their work into their homes or into their studios. I think that that's a very powerful experience, but when it comes to like showing up digitally I, people really want your followers really want to see your process. They want to learn about your work and get that sort of behind the scenes scoop and learn what is you what it is that you're not just what it is that you're creating, but the why behind it, why you're passionate about creating that particular kind of work, what it means to you, like highlighting your personal connection. And I think you can do this in a way that is really 
uh, it feels organic to you. And I think like anything, it takes a while. It took me a while for sure to get in the flow with social media, with not just my own art Instagram, but also with VAC. But once you get into the flow, you will notice that your following starts to grow. And I love what you said about I, I totally advocate, advocate for this as well. It is better to have a smaller following of people who genuinely connect with your work than a large following with uh, maybe there are you know followers in there that uh, are not invested. And uh, I think what it comes down to is just like remembering also that the number is not everything. There are artists I know that have a thousand followers, two thousand followers, or even less than that, like maybe five hundred followers or or three hundred followers on Instagram that are actively selling their work because let's say out of those three hundred followers, you know, half of them or more than half of them are really invested in that artist's work. So I think it's it's not about the number. It's just about, like you said, curating. Uh, your audience curating the experience that you're providing for your your followers and for your audience, showing up with intention, showing up authentically, and also taking breaks when needed, of course. But I love I love what you're speaking about because um, you are just you know I've said it multiple times in this in this episode, but you really are like one of the most intentional uh, people that I know in terms of how you show up and. Um, just super, super thoughtful and detail-oriented with all the work that you're doing. And I think that we can all take a page out of your book um, when it comes to how we show up and present ourselves in the world. Oh, well, thank you so much. I hope it doesn't also sound like, you know, I think that there's a lot of the word you're using, like flow, you know, mm-hmm. like I think you, yeah. it's just really about setting like the stage right and then and then you can let I think when you have kind of your ducks in order and you have um and you've kind of set yourself up for you can show it's easier to show up um being authentic just knowing things are a bit more organized in the background you know like oh I can pull from this I can pull from from that and um well you saying you know opening the door to yourself and then like I think yeah social media it's like that's one aspect but it's like yeah the real game really is when you're in those in-person experiences getting having the collectors in your studio showing who you really are building those relationships directly with collectors and gallerists and those people who are going to really work with you and and get your career to that next level and it's like all of that like you know there's so much like background work that comes from to be prepared for those experiences and to, um, cause it's really like, even if it's just like, I really, I mean, touching on my, my interiors work, then it's like kind of the last pillar of like Domingo is, you know, I really believe like the home is like such a sacred space and, you know, um, or, and the studio, like anywhere where you have, you know, that physical manifestation of like who you are and like represents you. And so when you're thinking about your artwork and, and connect, it to a collector or to um, people with platforms that are going to help amplify your work. Just knowing that you have those that space really um, representative of of you and and 
it's always growing and changing and like everything, you know? And so it doesn't have to be like a permanent thing and you don't have to think of it like, Oh, I have to create my message like right now. And this has to be like the way it's always going to be and be like, everything's changing all the time and everything is fluid and flowing. And, but it's just like sometimes a nice reminder. I, I need it all the time to get, a little bit more. like this yeah. is, you know, like just to, to be aware of those things, you know, that you can do sometimes like last week, actually, I know I keep going. Sorry. I'm still in Miami brain. You know, we had our call earlier this week and I was like, I haven't talked to anybody since I came back from Miami. Like I need to digest everything. But, um, what happened was, was I realized I was like by, you know, Thursday, Friday, I was like reeling. I was like, you know, I was like, ah. and I, I, I didn't even realize that what I do every day is like, I mean, I do like a to-do list and stuff, but like, that's like a journaling exercise for me. Like I have to write things down. I have to get things. And I just didn't have the time to do it in Miami, like just to sit and have, you know, my time to like organize myself. And it messed me up. Like it took me like a week now to like get back to myself, like just to like feel okay and like get a thought out. Like I needed so much time to like, cause it's, I took a week without like just doing my regular to-do list because I was like, well, I'm in it, right? But it's like, I'm not in it. Like that's such an important practice for me is just getting organized now. And I'm never going to take it for granted again. And so I'm hopefully I'll listen to this next year before we go. (laughs) To bring a notebook and find some time, anytime you're doing it, just to sit down and and process. Absolutely. And I feel like um, Art Basel is its own beast, you know, and I love what you shared earlier this week in our meeting about if you are going to for the first time, just really using it as an opportunity to gather intel. But in addition to social media and like the really powerful tips that you share with just um, showing up as much as as much as you can, but in a way that truly is sustainable for you and manageable. Um, but also like you know, you and I have talked about this and something that I'm planning to do a lot more of next year. One of my biggest goals is to go to more in-person events. And truly, even if you're in, if you're an artist listening to this and you're like living in um, a, a small town, like let's say outside of um, outside of a big, a big city, even if it's a more rural area, I think it just comes always down to this idea of doing what you can with what you have. So no matter where you're located, like thinking about what events you have available to you. I mean, all through art school, which was 10 years ago, our professors were, all, were always telling us the only way you can network is through in-person events. That's changed a lot. Like, you know, obviously with social media and we were just chatting about how that is, I think, the most powerful tool that you have, or at least one of them in terms of making those connections with your audience. However, I do think it's got to be a balance. It really needs to be a balance. So um, showing up and going to actual in-person events, if this is something that you know, you're not already doing, I think it's a great goal. It's certainly one of my top priorities for 2024 because when you are in person and you are actively and intentionally posi- like putting yourself in positions where you're going to meet fellow artists, you're going to meet people in the art world, and you can have those conversations. You know, so much can come from that. Like I shared recently that one of the artists that we are exhibiting next year, we met him at our opening in Tribeca earlier this year. You know, he came to the opening and we started chatting about the show and 
then, you know, I took a look at his work and it was really wonderful. And so it just led to this very organic connection. And now we're going to be exhibiting him. So, you know, if you are listening to this and you are actively, you're an artist who is actively trying to increase visibility and build relationships and strengthen your sense of community, all of the things that we're talking about in this episode, I really do think it is that balance of you know, showing up with intention online through your Instagram, through your newsletter, thinking about how you're presenting your work on your website, all of those great things, but really looking at what events you have available in your town, in your city, and making a sincere effort to go when you can. I know it might not be realistic to go all the time, but just thinking about, you know, when you can go, uh, because that is... Uh, where I think a lot of those connections can be um, can be made. Well, and that's exactly it. Like I love that idea of like just having showing up on social. Like if you know your social media game is like what you want it to be, it doesn't matter what. Like you have to have your success meter for yourself and your newsletter and your audience and everything. But then you're showing up to in person events, and you know that those things you're comfortable with them, and you're like really proud of those things, like you're going to show up so much stronger in those in-person experiences and be like, sign up for my newsletter. You know, I'm really proud of that. Like, look at my website. Here's my card. Like you're going to be showing up so much in such a better space because you have these other ways of then continuing the conversation and aligning. But if you're like feeling like, oh, I don't like, I've heard that a lot. Like I've met quite a number. It's like, oh, my my website's a little bit messed up. You know what I mean? Like, and then you're not coming in with like that same confidence that you would normally come. It's like, this is my website. This is where my, you can see my artworks really clearly. This is what's available. This is, um, and showing and telling that story of your progress as an artist as well in your own story and having that really clearly visually laid out. And also, um, cause I'm like, I'm realized we're running out of time. Like I still have so many things to say, but like really, you know, when a, like a gallerist is seeing a, like a lot of work all the time, you know, like, yeah, so you have yeah. to like be really, have it be like really clear, really concise, have those spaces where you can then connect with them further share your brand, share your message with them on social, on your newsletter, on that in a way that's like just comfortable for you and what you are really proud of. And like, then you'll be able to maximize those in-person events. And lastly, I will say a smaller, I was actually thinking this, this morning, I was like, you know what? I kind of went, like, I think there's this, you know, pull like, Oh, like I wish I was in like these like art hubs, you know, like, or living, you know, living in a bigger place, but actually I kind of wish that like sometimes it's so so much easier sometimes when you live in a smaller place to like build community right like go to these go to everything you can and like become that force and become the you know that connector yourself you know whether and it doesn't have to mean like because I'm just so conscious that I'm like you know there's people out there that are like I'm not an outgoing person and I'm not you know I'm not this kind of like I, I don't wrangle people and like, you know, like I don't hustle like that. Like I'm, a, you know, I, I'm really conscious. Like there are people out there listening. Cause I, I always listen to podcasts. I'm like, I, I can't, like, I'm not like that. Like I can't do that or something, but it's not like, it's just the way that you can like think about ways that you can, again, going back to that, like conversation about being mutually beneficial. If you're in a, a place that doesn't have a lot going on in terms of art, cause that, you know, that's, unfortunately the case I wish there was much more that's a whole other podcast right about like arts funding and like community and 
and, and building that, but like, just try, you know, look for other, even whether it's outside of, you know, whether it's like a film screening or a, you know, a music venue or anything where you can connect with other creatives that are doing that in your area and your world and create, you know, community in that way. Cause you have no idea who they're at. That's what's the amazing part of, um, like this digital world is like the, you know, the antennas and the, um, you know, they like you can connect with somebody in Detroit and like they'll have a network in San Francisco that you know will relate back like it's the world is so much bigger in that way now so you don't know who you're who you're making friends with but it's, it's really important um to to get out there in that person in that in person space absolutely and it's i love what you said like connecting with fellow creatives that's what it comes down to because at the end of the day like your work is going to be stronger when you are embedded in a creative community. It's just going to be. And also like having a place to even, you know, with fellow artists, it's, I think sometimes we even underestimate just the power of connecting and being in community with fellow artists, because through that we can share our experiences. And I always say like, not everyone in your life will understand your experiences in the same way that fellow artists do. But I can't tell you how many times I've talked to an artist and they've had some really cool opportunity and they're like, oh yeah, my friend mentioned like, you know, there was this organization that, you know, had, you know, they were accepting proposals for solo shows. I never would have found out about them, but, uh, you know, like my fellow artist friend mentioned it to me. It's just these conversations happen when you are part of an artist community and, through these conversations and connections, opportunities will arise and you will notice that there's going to be a shift in your, you know, perhaps your creative work, but in your art, art career as well. So I think a balance of, you know, online um, and then in person and just, I think that's such a good goal for anyone listening. And I love what you said about uh, like you don't have to be a super outgoing extroverted person. Just simply show up. Just make it a goal to show up to maybe like one art event a month in person and maybe like join an online community of artists and just start there. You don't have to walk up to the curator or the gallery director the first you know, event that you go to, but just start to like embed yourself, just go and enjoy being, you know, enjoy the experience of being around fellow creatives uh, for that evening. And then over time, you might start to feel more comfortable, um, you know, talking with people. And, but like, I think just showing up, that is the hardest step. And that is uh, the most important thing. But Veronica, as we come to the the end of this amazing conversation, I want to just first thank you for joining me. Um, and, and can you tell our listeners where they can learn more about you and the work you're doing for Domingo Comms? Yes. So I uh, have my website, domingocoms.com, my social media page at domingocoms. Uh, you can sign up for the newsletter. And I have an exhibition I'm co-curating in February at the Oculus in New York City at the World Trade Center. It's opening February 1st. I'm so incredibly excited about that. And you'll see a lot more about that in the new year on through those channels. But I hope to hopefully you'll put that on your list if you're in the area of in-person events to uh, attend and experience. And I'd love to meet you and, and talk more about the work. 
Wonderful. Thank you again, Veronica. And to our amazing listeners, thank you as always for tuning in to today's episode. We will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in and supporting our platform. To learn more about New Visionary Magazine, head over to visionaryartcollective.com slash magazine. You can order individual copies on Amazon or subscribe annually to digital issues. We also have opportunities to get featured in the magazine, so be sure to join our newsletter and follow us on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or tag us on Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.